Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, this is Go Home Bobby You're Drunk podcast where we we meditate, we ruminate on our evangelical lives, and we drink about it because what else is there to do? My name is Justin. I was a paid professional Christian for many years. Now I'm not that. Now I'm a paid professional project manager and I barely break even on the internet. But we're trucking along because it's fun and it's a good time. I, I have a wonderful co-host who will introduce themselves at this moment. Uh, yes. Hello. I'm Tori, also former evangelical, and now just very entertained by pulling out my dusty-ass Bible and just seeing what's in there, because it's it's huge, and it's very weird, and it's nice to not have to take it seriously anymore. Yes. I think um, that's really the biggest relief of leaving, is being like, I don't have to take this seriously. You know, you know... I feel like the other thing we don't have to take seriously is the sequel to The Passion of the Christ. I feel like that's no. not. No, we don't. Honestly, well, before we go there, okay, let's talk about our experiences with the first Passion of the Christ. Okay, we can do this. I went with my entire family. Of course, I, I definitely cried. How? How old was I? I was. I think I was like nineteen when that movie came out. Like nineteen, almost twenty. Because it was like Easter, right? It was like Easter weekend that it came yeah, out or something like it that. Came out, I, I, remember, so. I was in college when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remembered like I cried a lot. I it was very, very dark. I've always had a really hard time with the crucifixion. Like I'm just like a very sensitive person. And so like mm-hmm. Easter, like or I guess more Good Friday, honestly, it was like really traumatic for me this is why i hate easter oh my god i just realized this now i have to tell my therapist uh (laughs) like it's just (laughs) traumatizing and i hate it yeah and i remember i was like everybody was talking about like like going up to the front of the movie theater afterwards to like invite people to church or whatever yeah like when the credits were rolling it's definitely something that like i talked to my siblings about doing didn't end up doing but it was like I was, you know, I was definitely all the way in when that shit came out and, um, it was very, it was very traumatizing. That's, that's my recollections. I have not seen it since. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it twice and when it came out in 2004 or whenever, and yeah, never again, uh, I may own it somewhere. 
in the like DVD collection I stopped adding to five years ago. Nice. But yeah, it was, I mean, I remember watching it. A, a girlfriend at the time went with me and, and I was in a small town of that was a conservative Christian college. So like the entire, it was like all professors and college students there. <laughs> That's worse than what yeah. I had. I do remember during the credits, one guy standing up and just like doing the whole like raise his hands worship pose kind of thing for the entirety of the credits. I remember thinking that was weird. And they keep trying to say that they're not a cult. Yeah. And I just I I do like now that I've now that I've have I'm a little more trauma informed and I'm a little more like I have a little more experience. I remember walking out and it kind of feeling that I don't know if you've been in a car accident before, but there's like that feeling in your body of like I've just been jostled out of place. Like that's that's kind of how it felt. That was your reaction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do there was a professor who's actually one of the probably the few professors that still I kind of nominally keep in touch with. Okay. That kind of like as we were walking out, I, I don't remember what he said, but he basically said something like, that's not the end of the story. Like, <laughs> and that was a kind thing to say, I guess, because it, it is mm. very like torture porny. Mm. It's kind of like Saw for Christians. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it just kind of like, well, if we, you know, it, it, he does resurrect at the end, but it's just like a very, it's like a, almost like a post credit scene. And he's back and yep. seen. And we zoom in through the hole in his hand or something. Like, that's... Oh, I don't. I don't remember that. And I refuse to remember it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that's what I remember happening. So that's okay. what's going to happen. Uh, that, that okay, is, cool. You know. Cool, cool. So, yeah, just such a strange film. And it, it yeah, I mean, it's so obsessed with blood. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I, I, as a film, like, I think. I will say the coolest thing about it is they did try to like use essentially dead languages. I think that's that's fair. Yeah. To me, I think it's some films I, I do. I do think it's it's interesting when they try to use like actual, you know, dead languages or as much as we can approximate. I think that's interesting. It Yeah. I've, I mean, I definitely like the thing that for sure threw me off because I went to I don't go to see movies very often, but I went to see uh, Woman King. A couple of weeks ago and i was just like we're talking in english with like west african accents and i'm like i love west african accents that's not the problem like you're speaking english that's not what was going on yeah i always think it's funny too like when they do like medieval movies like they have to do the british accent it's like the current british accent is not what was being spoken what was being spoken 600 years ago there's even some theories that the american accent may be closer to oh like yeah, because that, that, that tends to happen. Yeah, when when languages get moved around, the new place tends to hold on to the older to stuff. Well, yeah. the originating whatever location of that language is already like evolving at a certain clip. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's different now because we have the internet. So yeah, language is going to be fucked. But I had someone tell me like, well, there's so many more regional variations of English in England, and I'm like. You know how many regional variations of English there are in the United States? Like, like I mean, I get it. You have like, you know, we have what six or you know six or seven main English accents in England, and there's like several other variants. You know, but let's, let's give them yeah. twelve. We'll give them twelve. Like, sure. I'm like, yeah. Do you know? There's, there's, there's like, there's six English variations in New Orleans. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. In the South, like you know, like 
and you've got Texas, which was really slow. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you've got that kind of like, like people will do like Texas accents for Georgia. I was like, no, like Georgia and, and Texas, <laughs> they're, like, they're, no. they're different. Not the same place. Very different. Not the same place. And you've got that kind of slow clipped Kentucky accent too. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many, so many. Anyway, I can't really do them all that well, but yeah, I don't really I, do accents. I appreciate them. So yeah, the set Passion of the Christ 2, I, I don't know much about it other than it's happening. I'm just going to put it out now. If we ever do watch parties or anything, which is something we've talked about doing, we might start doing on the Discord. We will not do a watch party. We will not the, do this one. Is, if you were hoping for it, crosses it's not gonna, it's the not line. Happen. Not no. No. Mm-mm. Unless someone can like heavily edit it and put like weird emojis all over the blood and gore. Now that'd be weirder. Sorry, no, it's not gonna add, happen. No, I'm if not... you add if you add some weird like Sesame Street voices to the characters. If you make everyone a Muppet. There you go. Then I, sure. I can I can hang with that. Yeah, I'm down with that. So yeah, I don't. What is the plot of this second movie? I don't second. Well, the second, um, uh, whatever it it's, is, it's it's the it's the it's the sequel. So it they're talking about i okay the thing i don't understand is this like why is this not from like resurrection day to like ascension day because that's 40 days but ostensibly what they're trying to make a movie about is the not three days that jesus wasn't out yeah like so, like it was like friday afternoon to sunday morning yeah I'm, I'm like they gaslit us into believing that was three days for most of our life it's not three days jesus was not dead three days Sorry, he wasn't like, no, that's actually recorded in there. And then it's and then they're like, well, you know, it's like the Bible says that he was dead for three days, but 36 hours isn't three days. No, <laughs> even if no it's matter spread how you over. It. Right. Even if it's spread over three days, it is not. three days. And my favorite thing is like whenever there's something confusing the Bible, they always just punt to like, well, that was the Jewish people at the time believed that. Like, I don't. So the Jewish people couldn't count days. <laughs> Okay, sure. They I mean, you obviously to... you don't you don't respect <laughs> Jewish people, so this is not like a reach for you. <laughs> no, like, well, the Jewish people were of the time. At the time, the Jewish people days. couldn't count, and the white Romans were trying to teach them numbers, but they were <laughs> just so obstinate them. that they killed the savior. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, but, but I don't... we still have Roman numerals. Jesus gone. Roman numerals still here. Yeah. So. Jesus wasn't dead three days. Jesus had a, like, I say this every Easter and people get mad at me, but like, Jesus had a bad weekend for you. Like that's really just a bad Friday. Honestly, does he had a one bad Friday? He went on a bender, like a torture porn thing. And then he slept for a day and a half and then he was fine. I mean, I would, I would like to take a nap for a day and a half. I would not like to be tortured beforehand. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would imagine the energy expenditure of being tortured for that long would make you want to nap for a day and a half. I, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it sure. tracks, it tracks, but I, you know, I'm just, this, the Bible says he had a bad weekend for you. That's how I measure it. But so anyway, so it's supposed to take place on this bad week during this bad weekend. Is this a weekend at Bernie's kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, so essentially it's supposed to be like Jesus and Satan going at it in hell, which I'm confused I'm, you know, I'm very confused by because again, not a lot of content in my opinion in that very short window, but mm-hmm. I, I you know, that that's that's fine. I will say if it's if it's like Gandalf fighting the Balrog on the way down to like the center of Middle-earth or wherever they wound up. Yeah. I could watch that. 
I, you know, yeah, I, I, I could. I will say like that opening to Two Towers is the most badass opening of a movie. Yeah, maybe ever. Yeah, it's great. It's it's great. It's excellent. So if it's not torture porn, if it's just a ripoff of of the Two Towers, sure. I mean, I'm not going to seek it out, but like yeah. when it's on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I'll watch it. Yeah, uh, we'll Hulu it or, you know, that'd be fine. Torrent it. Torrent. <laughs> Do whatever you can to keep Do whatever from getting money. you can to make sure that, that raging anti-Semite doesn't get any money. He has plenty. He has more than enough. And so it's, yeah, I don't, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm glad. Christians will have a win and they can stop saying they're persecuted. Oh my God. The tweets though, I will say like, I'm just looking at the screen geek one and it's like over 10,000 quote tweets. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, There was one that was like passion of the Christ two, 12 men, one cup. (laughs) 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 That's my favorite. Oh, that's great. I think my favorite was Passion of the Christ, too. I know what you did last supper. <laughs> oh, you man. know way too you know way too much about this story, man. Yeah. I mean the electric boogaloo that was around a lot, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, Did they learn nothing from the Dark Knight Rises? Oh yeah. Well no, we don't learn things. I don't know if you know this. No. We learn nothing. Yeah, I uh yeah, I, I think I, I said something about like first he came to bring peace, but now he has a sword in his mouth and he's tattooing names on his thigh. Yep. Yeah. The Christ her- sword mouth Jesus. That's the that's the that's the only Jesus they like is sword mouth Jesus. Like that's the only one. The other the other Je- the other Jesuses are too sissy for Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll had a sermon about like how impressed he was, like he has a tattoo on his thigh. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course you want to see Jesus's thigh tattoo, Mark. Of course you do. He's got a tattoo uh, in a secret place and he's going to show me. Sweetheart, you're the bride of Christ. He's going to show you a lot more than that. Yep. You will find out you are not a top and you are not a switch. <laughs> in heaven, we're all bottoms. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people saying like the revenge of Christ or you know, too, <laughs> too Christ, too passionate. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this okay, honestly, I'm I'm gonna take it back. Like just just the jokes alone worth it. <laughs> yeah. Just for just for the Twitter jokes. Like this is kind of makes me think Twitter isn't isn't completely down the drain. So you know, sometimes sometimes good things happen, you know. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's another like the second second movie, I think twice upon your sins, and then third movie, Revenge of the Romans, fourth movie. Our Lord Christ Rises, fifth movie. With God, all things are possible, even another sequel. I <laughs> said <laughs> sixth movie, The Way of Water. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. We're done. Oh, man. Too far. Yeah, way too far. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen the new Avatar movie, but what I think is funny is that, like, Avatar is supposed to be this the highest grossing film of all time, mm-hmm. and The Way of Water is supposed to, I guess, you know, be the second highest grossing film of all time. But anytime you say Avatar, like I think Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? And almost everybody does. I think it's. I think right, it's. Yeah. Like I feel like it's just James Cameron like trying to make this thing a cultural moment, and like he's making a lot of money, but like no one knows who Jake Sully is. Like, yeah. 
no i i agree i think that yeah he he was just kind of like okay this is a thing that i'm that i'm doing and if i do something it's gonna be really big which is like you know i mean wealthy people are detached from reality like he has reason to think that like the things that he does are just like just turn to gold automatically essentially plus it's like we've run out of ideas all of the movie ideas have been made 100 percent of them so we've got to go and do the sequels now because like what else are you gonna do you can't come up with a new idea so the first um, one was dances with wolves with cat people dances with wolves with cat people that's what it was <laughs> okay okay good to know this is really interesting though because like i oh go ahead no i i did watch avatar the first one with my kids and they were like so, i mean incensed by imperialism and colonialism and i mean i didn't like draw the connection for them but i was like this is good (laughs) just be angry at this a little bit they yeah they 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 were not a fan of the humans Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay this this i suppose it has a okay message even though it is a lot of appropriating right right yeah and white savioring and whatnot yeah that was kind of or human savior savioring of course it's like we're the important guys i i have to say though like when you look at when you look at like the photographs from like the filming of the first passion of the christ it was like i don't it's just it's very horny it's just all very horny like yeah and i I mean and all the mm, blood like uh uh-huh it's just that's a lot that's a lot of blood a lot of a lot of homoerotic torture porn kind of Mm -hmm stuff going on which i mean there's a lot of that in christianity let's just be honest yeah i think that's 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 kind of the whole vibe they've got going right now yeah so it'll be a timely movie i'm sure so hopefully it'll be more jesus and the balrog Um, yeah yeah jesus and the balrog i yeah i'd watch that on hulu yeah i'll say this actually i'll say I'll, i'll walk back my earlier statement and if passion of the christ 2 is jesus and the balrog we might do a watch party of that yeah i think so and that alone otherwise we're gonna do the really bad like dubbed over version where they're just making random shit up conversations that are not clearly not happening i am looking forward to the bad lip reading of passion of the christ too right yeah no i'm like i'll watch that yeah that's i won't miss that actually (laughs) i'll i'll be looking for that (laughs) right (laughs) This is what I will be actively seeking out. Yeah. Cool. Gosh, so, that's so funny. So we're going to take a little break and for some capitalism. And we'll uh, we'll see you back. We're going to talk about Joseph and his Technicolor dream coat. And it's going to be a good time. So thanks. We'll see you in a bit. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everyone. Thanks for putting up with 
some capitalism with us. If you would like to avoid our capitalism breaks, you're more than welcome to do that. You can just go to patreon.com slash go home Bible and you can sign up at any tier and you can listen to the episode without without any ads. You also can get a life first if you sign up the youth pastor level, which we get imparted to us live from the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. you know that it's real. And yeah, we also we have a Discord set up. We're gonna be doing a listener hangout um in a couple of months. So if you would like to get in on that, you can super easy. You can go to patreon.com slash go home Bible, or you can just, you know, go to, I don't know, our Twitter page and there's a link there too. So we've made it very easy for you. Yep. Thanks for listening, supporting, sharing, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about Joseph and the, amazing, the guy with the coat, the guy with the coat, the gay guy with the coat. Yeah, I was just going to say the drinking game should be every time you're like, is Joseph gay? (laughs) (laughs) Take a drink. I'm not as well versed. We might want to have Transvangelical back on if we want to cover the story again to go through like all the various queer coding of this story. But there's there is enough. And Joseph, the funny thing is he becomes kind of the main character of Genesis at the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Genesis, uh, it's. It's interesting to me that evangelicals and Christians, we, we, or they, I don't know, whoever, whoever fixate on like the creation story as like, this is the climax of Genesis. This is why Genesis exists. Most Jewish folks are like, Genesis exists to set up Moses and Joseph largely exists to set up Moses. So we're going to talk about Joseph, who we haven't talked about yet, which is weird to me. I, I, there's a couple of these How stories. Are there I'm this like, many stories in the Bible. Yes, number one, and like we, <laughs> this is like episode like 85, and we're like, holy shit, we're still there's more. There's so much more. There's so yeah. No, I was thinking about the. I was thinking about that the other day too. I was like, oh, we also haven't done Samuel. Yeah, um, that was such a big one when I was growing up, and yet. Yeah, and and honestly, like we haven't repeated any stories, but. I would like to go back and do Noah again. Are there, there's a couple of stories I'd like to do as another pass on just because it's like we didn't, there's so much, so, so much you can say in an hour and change. Yeah, for sure. And churches do it all the time. Like <laughs> go back over the same material. Yeah. No. Your pastors pulled out Philippians four, probably six times a year. Like mm-hmm. fair. Anyway. So, so Joseph, there's a lot you can go through. With the highlights, I think it's Joseph uh, Genesis 37, I think is where we kind of the jumping off point. Yeah, where it kind of begins. Oh, gosh, story. I I just clicked on something and it was all Hebrew. I don't know exactly what you wanted to read right now. I I don't I cannot do that. Gosh, how smug would I be if I could read Hebrew? Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not that everyone that can read Hebrew is smug, but me personally. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If I had that skill. I would be insufferable. So Duolingo exists. That's true. I, I need to do Spanish because I accidentally paid for a year of Duolingo. I was like, oh shit, and now I have forgot to... to do it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I gotta do it again now. Yeah. So anyway, Joseph. Um, so like, you know, there's like descendants, 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 and Jacob does his thing. Jacob's like, you know, for those of you that don't know or don't remember or don't care to remember. 
he was like the Trixie son of, you know, Isaac or whoever. Yes, it was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Esau got cut from the team. Yeah, Esau got cut from the team because he was hairy. Um, That's really, (laughs) that's his disqualification. He was just too hairy and not as Trixie. So anyway, Jacob has, you know, these sons, you know, these 12 sons or whatever. And one of them is Joseph. Joseph's like his favorite because, you know, Joseph was the son of first son of his favorite wife. Yeah, his favorite wife. Yes. Again, so, he had he had many. Yeah, yeah, it had at least two. One of them, you know, was like nearsighted or blind or something. And, you know, that was that was his first wife, Leah. Poor Leah, who is, you know, not as not as attractive as her sister Rachel. You know, it's a tale as old as time, you know, it's a sibling rivalry, but but very fertile apparently very fertile yes <laughs> and apparently so much like her sister that in the dark jacob couldn't tell the difference okay i just i have to be honest though if it's fucking pitch black and you've been drinking and you're like in a tent like no you cannot tell who you are fucking right now <laughs> yeah that's fair you know like i think because you like movies have really tainted our imagination of like what it was like you know so we're like oh there were so many candles it was well lit like no it's like probably a dark tent in the middle you of a dark desert. You can't like, have you can't have a candle in a like burlap tent in the middle of the desert. Like you will yeah. burn that shit down. There's no way. Yeah. So, you know, if they were roughly physically similar and he was drunk, yeah. He's he's fucking the wrong woman. That's gonna that's what's gonna happen. Things things happen when it's dark. So I mean if if you're a Trixie person and your father and future father-in-law is a Trixie person, bring wow. a flashlight. That's just, <laughs> that's, that's my advice to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Laban, Laban, like he, he was, he was basically like a con artist. Like he yeah. was like a biblical con artist. Like that's, that's like my imagination of, of him essentially. Yeah. And, and, and and did did good at it you know he was successful a successful con artist never got caught you know not a lot of drama yeah. just you know i trick yeah. people and get what i want not not much by way of consequences for sure no not at all so eventually he marries you know his favorite wife and you know then has his favorite son uh <laughs> which uh as you do as you do and when you have a lot of kids and you have a very obvious favorite Oh, Tori, you're from a larger family. Um, <laughs> Correct. How does that work out? It's not great. It's just as a general rule. Yeah, it's not great. And it's kind of it's kind of funny because like obviously like parents are not all going to treat their children the same because their children are different people and they engage with you in different ways. Like I don't I don't think that's necessarily like possible, but I do think that it's really important to like as a parent do what you can to like mitigate that when you see it or like when your kids bring it up because they'll fucking tell you yeah they'll tell you for sure and for sure and you know i mean there are seasons where my kid you know one of my kids is just more relatable to me for whatever reason or just like their nervous system is calmer like literally yeah you're calm that makes so a difference I'm calm. right and your your sibling's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't talk bad about your other kids to your kids don't do that oh no 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 that was a joke not, not parenting advice so anyway so but but you know jacob just had open favorites didn't try to hide it didn't try to hide it at all joseph and got the biggest allowance got the fanciest clothes he got, got the, the best fancy, donkey 
Yeah. And, and, you know, and Joseph started, you know, kind of believing his own hype. So he, yeah, yeah. He has this dream where his brothers are bowing down to him. So like he has a dream and like, you know, these, you know, 12 things of grain, like come and bow down to him and, uh, which will be relevant later. And, you know, that, you know, he has like a dreams about the stars bowing down to him. So he's just like, you know, and then like Sounds an like asshole, a little shit, honestly, <laughs> yeah, like an asshole. He didn't keep that to himself. He tells his right. brothers about it. Like, Hey, right. I had this dream and oh, there's 12 of you. <laughs> and there were 12 or 11 or whatever stocks of grain bowing down to me. I wonder what that means. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, <laughs> like, he was a shit. It's it's right. He was a little shit. I'm still selling your your brother into slavery bridge too far, but he was a little shit. Yeah, he was a little shit, you know. And you know, again, like we, we said this with uh last week with Janice, like the Bible for its time does a decent job of like giving these characters arcs and complexity, because Joseph has an mm-hmm. arc, and yet many evangelicals just continue to read them flatly. But I'll say, you know, at this moment, he was a little shit. And that's, you know, that's the way it is. So, I mean, he definitely, he definitely got paid back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, this, this is one of those things of like, like, we're going to get him back. And it just like escalates and escalates and escalates. And just like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, he's we got to tell dad he's dead. Yeah, yes. Like, <laughs> the easiest way out of this is to pretend he's dead. So for those of you that maybe don't know, or maybe you just listen to this spoiler because, alert because you weren't evangelicals growing up, uh, he died. No, uh, he no. So his brothers decide to sell him into slavery. They're like we're going to get him. So, uh, oh no, no, they don't. They they throw him into a like throw a, him into a pit. Into throw him into a pit. I think what was going on here, if I had to guess, again, like coming from a big family, it seems like. Joseph probably didn't have very much by way of like chores or like helping out around the house. I mean, cause like where, when it starts out, when, when Genesis 37 starts out, so that Joseph was 17. So like he's basically a grown ass man mm-hmm. in that time and culture. And he's like a little daddy's boy, which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, but he's clearly not pulling his weight. He's clearly antagonizing a lot of like you have, if you have, if there are 12 children or 12 sons in your family, like that's a lot of sons. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. He got, he got cocky and it's just like one of the, one of my primary rules in life is like, don't get greedy. And he just, he got greedy. That was, that was how it shook out. And, and it did not work out well for him on the bar graph. He fucked around (laughs) And and then he found out. You know, his older brother, Ruben, was planning on going back and rescuing him. Like, I think they just, you know, like, like, I want to throw him in this pit. Ha ha. And then, right. Which seems like a pretty typical prank for like a time and, like that, uh, you and, know. And Ruben was like, OK, I'll go back out and get him. And then the other brother was were like, hey, there's this caravan over here. Why don't we sell him into slavery? <laughs> it's like that escalated quickly. Right. <laughs> Normal things that you do to your brother. I mean, I, I like I, I don't know. I I. I'm not sh- I'm not sure that I there wasn't a time in my life as a very small person that I wouldn't have done. I don't know. I can't actually say. Yeah, I I mean, I I I always say that pretty much anybody is capable of pretty much anything in the right circumstances. In the right circumstances. Uh-huh. So I suppose I cannot say if means motive and opportunity <laughs> did not all just meet at once. But I would not have at least thought about selling one of my step siblings into slavery at some point. Not yeah, now. We, 
Not now. We like we like disappeared. My youngest sister, we like accidentally disappeared her from my mom, which was <laughs> well, we forgot where we put her, right? So we had my mom had this little like plastic. I don't even. It was like a file. It was like a. Fi- it was like a. It was like a file holder, right? For like your little Manila like file folder things and whatever. And, but it had like, it had a, like a lid that flipped down and it had a handle. And we kept like, I think we kept like Legos or Lincoln logs in there. Anyway, so we dumped all of those out, put like our couple day old baby sister in it, closed it, locked it and left. Oh God. <laughs> it wasn't like airtight or remote. It wasn't yeah. remotely airtight. Yeah. But yeah, then my mom was like, um, where's Anastasia? <laughs> where's the baby? And- Where's the baby? Right. I'm like, this is this is totally only a thing that like if you have five kids, you can get away with asking. <laughs> like, hmm. I gave birth a week ago. Don't know where the child is. Well, yeah. So it took us a couple minutes to remember where where we had put her. <laughs> but oh, she wait. slept the whole time. Obviously, she was fine. Right? She was happy. Like it probably felt cozy. I don't know. Anyway, dark, a dark. I mean, a baby that young, a dark, quiet yeah. place yeah. is like. And that's living the dream. It's like being back in the womb. Yeah, totally. Anyway, this is just, you know, so I'm just saying, I feel like there was a point in my life at which this wouldn't have seemed (laughs) maybe not a point in my life, but there were definitely moments, emotional moments. Not like seasons, but just like, I'm going to get rid of you. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Because I imagine Joseph was whining in the cistern, you know, like, oh, Papa will come get me. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, they're just like, bitch, that guy I can't even see. He's not coming yeah. to get you. Not coming to get you. No. So they dip his cloak in blood, and we're like, oops. You know, Wolf got him. There was an accident. <laughs> so, so Joseph goes all the way to Egypt, which is like a, a distance from Palestine. If you got to walk, it's it's a fair distance, yes. Yeah, you know, cut to the montage of him in chains, like walking, you know, like that's, you know, like you would in like Gladiator or something. Ugh, yeah. So, so he ends up in this guy Potiphar's house, who's, you know, the captain of the Pharaoh's guard. I mean, incidentally, not well, second, got... not second, oh, in not charge. second in charge, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, he probably he probably got like first first pick of the slaves. I have to imagine like after Pharaoh, he had to be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the he guards. Had, right. He had to have got he had to have gotten like first dibs probably in very, very many circumstances. So, I mean, and Joseph does a good job, you know, I mean, the one thing I can appreciate about Joseph is, you know, the, the, the whiny Joseph kind of wore off pretty quick. And then the like, how do I excel Joseph, you know, kind of rose to the top and mm. it's like a, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, make the best of a bad situation. But then, you know, Potiphar's wife, Zuelka, I'm looking like, you know, apparently she, she has a name. A, she had a name and in, in later tradition, not the Bible. The Bible, oh, not the Bible the, doesn't not include Bible. women's names. <laughs> so tried to, you know, tried to get with Joseph, essentially rape, honestly, if we're if we're frank, because, you know, the power dynamic, the power there. dynamic was so off. Yeah, he manages to escape. She's upset. And then she accuses him of trying to rape her, you know, which is a whole thing. And so he goes to prison, which honestly, you know, Potiphar probably did him a solid there because I imagine slaves being accused of rape at that time probably got worse, probably didn't usually end up in prison. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 
especially when you're like in the slave of the head cop. <laughs> yeah, he must have actually really liked him. He must have really liked him. He like, wasn't like, I'm going to castrate you, then kill you. <laughs> he was like, you can go to jail. We'll just put you in jail. We'll and, just put you in jail. Yeah. So, I, so maybe he kind of knew what was going on. So, you know, Joseph's in prison and same thing, you know, like he does good and he, you know, becomes like, I don't know, head boy of the prison. I don't know how, how, how <laughs> I don't that know works. What, I don't know how Egyptian prisons worked 5,000 years ago. I'm sorry, folks. I only have a <laughs> master's degree. I don't, I don't, I don't know how Egyptian prisons worked. But so, you know, he gets up there and he meets some people, you know, apparently the Pharaoh's cupbearer and was it, is it the baker? Yeah, the baker. You know, they're in there with him as, as you do. You don't, this is what I say this every fucking episode, I feel like, but you do not want a job anywhere in proximity to the king. Like, just never. The king, the no. emperor, the pharaoh stay as far away from that shit as you possibly can because no, like, this shit happens. Be your socialist towns baker, like, and you'll be, <laughs> like, set for life. Be the king's baker, and, like, you're one bad you donut know. away from prison. Truly. Or death. Yeah. You mean nothing to him. He wanted a bear claw and you baked a jelly cream donut. You're dead. Like, right. It's not, it's not that it's not that difficult. No. So I'm all about being the socialist baker in a small town. Wise words. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Anyway. So he ends up in prison and, you know, and then there's these dreams and this and that and the other, Mm -hmm. and we don't need to go into all the details, but you know, the, the, both of them or get reinstated, I think. I, I don't know. These one dream... of them gets one of them gets gets killed and one of them gets reinstated. I, and... I always confuse this section with Daniel because they're because honestly, I think the Daniel story was written to make him seem like Joseph. Oh, um, I see. Because there's so many similarities there. So it really it just mixes in my head. But yeah. So anyway, like the cupbearer gets back to Pharaoh and then just forgets about Joseph because like, why would you remember that? Like, why would you? I'm the cupbearer to Pharaoh. Why would I tell the Pharaoh, hey, I'm here because some another prisoner had a dream? Like, no, I'm going to quietly bear the cup and mm-hmm. just shut my mouth. Well, and also, I think that it might have been one of those. Well, first of all, just like social status, like I'm sure he had, he probably didn't have a right to speak to Pharaoh. No. <laughs> like, unless he was spoken to, right? But I think on top of that, I'm kind of like, well, you know, maybe it was a situation in which I'm like, I don't know why I've put this much thought into it, but I'm like, maybe it was a situation which was like, well, I know that like at some point there'll be a time or a conversation or circumstance that will come up that will like be a great time to be like, Hey, this guy that I met in prison, Mm -hmm. it just happens to be like six years later. Cause maybe he was put in prison for getting too familiar with the Pharaoh, you know, getting too chatty, getting too chatty. You bear your cup and you shut up. Yeah. You got like that Pharaoh, Pharaoh is God. So you do. I mean, yeah. Watch your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you sip on his poison and that's there you it. go. That's it. So we all know where the story is going. Pharaoh has a dream about these cows that are, you know, fat and these cows that are skinny and the skinny cows eat the fat cows, which would be a disturbing dream. Honestly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only way that dream is not disturbing is if it's like a cartoon and they didn't have those. So, oh, but they had lots of art. They had lots of fun art. They maybe. did. Maybe these maybe are like, a, yeah. Maybe it was a fun Egyptian wall painting. Did they have? Or was this before or after the 
pyramids. I think this was, I don't, anyway, doesn't matter. It would have been probably during the time. The pyramids would have been built for sure. Okay, okay. Because they got, they got built, if I recall correctly, they got built real quick after Noah got off the boat. Yeah, they just it's put like those a 15 up right year away. Window. Yeah, it's like a, it's a pop-up pharaoh, a pop-up uh-huh. pyramid. Yes, exactly, Hopefully. exactly. That's how that works. Because it's a very, it's a very short window of time. Yeah, it's it's not like a cultural project that takes a hundred years or so. Uh, it's just you know, quick. It's like a strip oh, mall, you mean really. you mean you mean populating? You mean populating an empire? <laughs> yeah, populating an empire and then like having the know how to to work stone uh, to such a degree that modern humans aren't entirely sure how they did it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That cultural knowledge just happens overnight, Tori. Mostly, I feel like mostly it does. Yeah, because it comes from God. Because it came directly from the Lord. Yes obviously uh, after he confused their languages in the tower and of Babel, drown them all yeah great things are going great yeah going real well but hey so we're but we're here now with joseph in this very mysteriously well-developed society <laughs> just because it wasn't white people doesn't mean it was aliens exactly 100 percent I I, I want to watch that one alien to aliens show, but I'm yeah, the, the or the chariot of the gods show, whatever that guy Graham Hamilton or Graham Hancock or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I want to watch I don't know the what show, his name is. but I'm also like I, I don't even want to give the the view time to Netflix for this right garbage, but I'm sure I would laugh quite a bit. Anyway, so you know he interprets you know all this to say the cupbearer is like, hey, I know a guy that can interpret dreams. Speaks up. You know, and Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. And what does he win? He's second in charge of the whole kingdom. But what everyone wins for interpreting dreams. (laughs) Oh, man. So he's second in charge. He's made grand grand vizier or whatever of Egypt. Mm, Do they mm -hmm. have viziers? Is that or is that something like something something like that? I mean, that's that's one one website called it referred to his position as such. So Joseph, I love this. It's like Pharaoh said to Joseph, "I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt." I'm like, he he gave you a somewhat logical explanation for a dream you had. Yeah, and now he's like what? Just in charge. So Joseph, you know, he's now in, in power and he, you know, he, he saves Egypt from a famine because he predicts a famine. Basically, he says there's going to be seven years of plenty, seven years of a famine, which it's like while he interprets the stream, like, but there's no way to know he's right. Yeah. Yes. Th- that there's no way to know. Like after like, the fact, like, oh, damn, okay. it will take 14 full years for you to truly know if he was right. <laughs> like guy knew what he was talking about, but it was like, no, you just decide like on a dime. This dude that they dragged up from prison is like <laughs> knows what's going on in your subconscious. OK, cool. Pharaoh. Yes. What Winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> File this under things that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Exactly that. Anyway, so Joseph, you know, does the thing and then there's the famine and Egypt is economically positioned very well because they, you know, God, 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 it was raw. It was raw. You know, Osiris, I don't, my, my understanding of Egyptian pantheons is not what it should be. But anyway, some God somewhere told them or just Pharaoh's subconscious, you know, what if it's just Pharaoh's higher self the whole time? Yeah, uh, anyway. he just managed his nervous system managed to intuit. Yeah, 
whatever happens. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of smash cut back to the Levant and they're under a famine as well. And Joseph's brothers, they're in need of a handout. Well, is perfect framing. Perfect. Yes. And so they go to Egypt for their handout, which, you know, the perfect setup, truly. Joseph probably looks radically different, I'm guessing. Obviously, it's been many years, but he probably also has makeup on. He probably has a shaved head. Like, there's like probably like he just looks, I imagine he looks very Egyptian at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any like, you know, he's he obviously is not going to look like a little 17 year old boy who never had to work a day in his life. Yeah. So I'm like, this is one of the few times in the Bible where like someone not recognizing someone like makes sense to me. Like, it makes sense. Totally. That they wouldn't recognize. I'm not going to go through all the how he, you know, there's like this weird trickery he does. Like, read it yourself. Like, I'm not, we're not going to do everything here. (laughs) But there is like some tricksy stuff that he does to get his brothers to like, you know, you're, you're being brought before the second command of all of Egypt. And then like he starts crying, which must have been super awkward, like Mm. for everyone involved. Do you think so? You don't think that you don't think men cried back then? Not that men cried, but just like, why am why what is we, happening right like, now? Like we're being accused of a crime and we're here and now like we're all freaked out. And this dude's like crying. Like that's the awkward part. Like, like none of this makes any sense. Are we getting punked? Like, right. What is what is going on? And then and then, you know, Joseph reveals that like I am I, I'm Joseph, you know, and which which I think honestly freaks them the fuck out, like mm-hmm. as as you would. Um, and there's other, you know, different trickery that he kind of does and pulls in as you would like I I'd, I would fuck with them a little bit. Like, yeah, that's fair. But it, uh, to me, again, like it shows character growth that he isn't really seeking. I mean, he's seeking to like essentially publicly depants them and like just make them like a little bit embarrassed or a little bit freaked out or like punk them a little bit yeah he's he's not trying to be vindictive because he very easily could have been like all y'all are slaves now yeah and your shit's mine thought you're going back no no you're not no you're not so he does that and then you know a a really long story short uh, he invites his brothers to come live in egypt and to be fruitful and multiply in that country and the descendants of abraham lived happily ever after that's how that's how every story in the bible ends the end so yeah i mean there's this weird stuff with like pistachios and stuff i don't we don't need to get pistachios yeah what? like you know like he you know they, they bring a gift a little balm a little honey oh, spices right. pistachios on like, right you know and then yes like, you bring in his father like and yeah, we don't need to get into all that this we've got the high points it, it's this story was almost never taught to me in its entirety. How do you uh, mean? It was like, it, you know, in, in in Bible church or whatever, it's like, okay, Joseph, coat of many colors, like draw a coat of many colors. Right. Yes. Or mm-hmm. like do Joseph and Potiphar's house. Like it's really, it's like kind of taught like really until the point where Joseph like becomes second in command. And then like the Trixie stuff that, that doesn't really play as well in at least amongst kids. I don't know. You I don't feel really... like I feel like this was stuffed down our throats at least once a year. Well, you read know. the Bible once a year. Well, yeah, but I mean, like in Sundays, I mean, like Sunday school, not just like mm-hmm. reading the Bible. I don't know. That's that's interesting. OK, I definitely remember it was like cut of many colors. Yeah, it was like that was like everyone's favorite coloring page, except for like maybe the 
rainbow over the arc yeah in sunday school that was also a hit but there was yeah i mean it was we definitely also like got some of the like joseph joseph like tricking his brothers to like make them feel bad mm-hmm. for like how they treated him and whatever and it wasn't ever it wasn't ever like condemned you know mm-hmm. they were no. like he was really actually quite compassionate and i don't disagree with that assessment like if we're taking mm-hmm. the story at face value like yeah, yeah he was actually pretty compassionate but yeah i definitely you know i definitely remember like the flannel graph was also cut of many colors that was sort of, yeah they really did they really did hammer this one home for sure yeah. which is weird because like why like what was this, what was the point of that story morally and it's and it's like many chapters like the epilogue i guess is 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 like many chapters of him like governing in egypt and like setting up land and it's just like it's a lot after that kind of like main point it's just it's like we don't we don't cover it as much. We didn't cover it today, honestly, because it's just it, there's just a lot of it's a lot of governance and stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, Joseph, you know, he was, you know, according to the the legends, you know, he, you know, he was the shit. I mean, and from and it's and it's Genesis like 37 to 50. Right. Is it's his Joseph. story is yeah. his story, you know, like, and Noah didn't get that much. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like Joseph is like a a B or C list Bible character hmm. in a lot of ways, but it's like his, his actual, he gets a lot of real estate. He gets a lot of screen time <laughs> for being someone that we don't necessarily see as much. Uh, maybe it's cause he's nonviolent. Like yeah, there's, that, there's not as much action. Like I don't, would this be even a good movie? Uh, I don't know. Wow. I mean, so the right person could make it a good movie. I don't well, know who that course. would be, but like, yeah, I mean, just if you're just thinking about like a movie that would get just like all kinds of people to show, I don't think so. I don't, I mean, it's a good, I think it's actually a good story. <laughs> like you said, like there's, there's like character development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's, he's this little shit. And then he becomes this very wise ruler through. After through... going through like a lot of really kind of awful <laughs> experiences. Yeah. And I mean, even just looking at the the hero's journey, like, and I know the mm-hmm. hero's journey isn't everything; it can be problematic, whatever. But just like the, the basic idea that like right. we develop character by going through these these difficult circumstances and mm-hmm. like our choices and everything, you know. And he's he's gathering experience, he's gathering allies, he's he's making amends, he's you know offering forgiveness where forgiveness forgiveness was not offered to him. Obviously, he has the means to offer forgiveness too. I think that's also mm-hmm. something that's you know like it's not. No, that's a good point. You know, he's not in a desperate situation. He could like he could do whatever he wants. So unfortunately, the you know the descendants of Abraham don't live happily ever after in Egypt. But for Joseph's lifetime, they do. As far as Joseph is concerned, like it's great. Things are great. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of my brothers and their family, and all you know, all of my my tribe, so to speak, uh, is right. is now living in this land of plenty, and I made that happen. Yeah, I mean, it was like the the Nile River Valley was like the most or one of the most fertile places on earth in terms of like crop production. Like they had three three like growing seasons every yeah. year or something wild. So it makes sense from that perspective. It makes a lot of sense that they didn't like after Joseph died, they didn't just be like, okay, we're going to go back home. You know, like clearly at some point they were doing rather well economically to the point where like returning back to where they'd come from was not worth the effort. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they got trapped. Spoiler alert. 
they got locked down. But you could also file that under things that probably never happen. I'm just I'm just saying if we're going with the story. <laughs> we're going with the story. Absolutely. I understand. Like, yeah, was, from from what I understand, there is no there's no archaeological record of 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 Jewish people, like a million Jewish people. No, for sure. There's no documented or archaeological record that like backs up that particular story of like the Exodus. There is one. I just remember I do. And this is like this is me like pulling aside some cobwebs. Okay. My, like biblical archaeology class. Okay. 20 years ago. Like, so right. again, like, I feel like all of those caveats have to be put in place. <laughs> um, there was a dynastic period in, in ancient Egypt. I think it was the Hyksos dynasty who were much more friendly to Semitic peoples. And so like might have invited folks in and might have been more friendly Sure, that makes. I mean, people moved around. That makes some sense to me. And from what I understand, you know, once the Hyksos dynasty was ousted, they kind of destroyed a lot of records and undid a lot of things that they did. So, again, an Egyptologist listening to this or someone who's more versed in the history might be like, "Justin, that's bullshit." Like, maybe it is, but I mean, like, I just remember like there were all these like, and you know, again, I went to a very evangelical school, so it was like there was all these like. Like if we squint hard enough mm-hmm. and don't look at contradictory evidence, we only look at like corroborating evidence. There are like maybe two or three periods in Egyptian history where like maybe this could have taken place. Right. I, right. I mean, and again, I mean, anything's possible. There may have been a large population of people that were enslaved that, you know, were able to free themselves or revolt or whatever, and then oh, make okay. their way to the to the to, promised land, the promised land. I mean, but it happening the way that it happened with this history backing it up the way the bible describes it <sighs> history is not on your side the, the archaeological record is is not on your side friends but it i mean it's a good story and i'm fine with it being a good story and yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm fine with joseph being a a character that that has some complexity and depth and some interesting you know an interesting emotional journey. Yeah. No, I'm 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 fine with this, I guess. Like I don't I don't necessarily feel like there's a moral per se. Like definitely don't know why they taught us the like coat of many colors. Like why was that always why was that just I was like number one hit like all the time. Don't get it from like a from like a trying to teach children something. But yeah, on the whole, as a story in the Bible, maybe one of the better ones, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's a decent story, and I, I, it is. Yeah, there's not a good moral because, like, you could do the coat of many colors, but it's like, don't be arrogant, or your brothers may sell you into slavery. Like, like a. Mm. I mean, there was a time in this country where that was probably not that much of a, th- yeah. not that much of a reach as a threat. <laughs> Oh, nice. yeah, never know. It's just if you never, never can tell. <laughs> but it's like, that's I mean, that's that's weird because it's like no matter how arrogant he was, his brothers were more wrong in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But then like you could look at it like, OK, yeah, I'm just trying to even think of like a decent moral. And it's just, I'm really not coming up with <laughs> much of anything. So that's me. That's where I'm at with this. And. I think I'm. I think I'm ready to. I'm ready to to move on to casting. I think. Mm, 
Okay. We're, we're, who do you have for casting for, for Joseph here? I mean, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, like, the looks aren't off. He's, like, way too old now for, like, this role because, like, the story that we sort of covered, like, he became the, I don't know, whatever. whatever. You got this huge promotion from, like, jail to, like, second in charge when he was 30 years old. And then it was probably, like, you know, eight or nine years after that, I imagine that his family was coming down, mm-hmm. you know, because it had been stuff had been fine up until then. So, yeah, he's, you know, he's probably 40. So I think I think that this is. But for some reason, I get like a little bit of Adrian Brody energy. I don't know why. I can't mm. really explain it. But like, that's sort of just like the face. That, and I mean, he's he's an amazing actor. So he do a really good job playing Joseph. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess this is like this is another one of those like whitewashed <laughs> yeah. Bible stories. Yeah, he's gonna need to be a white guy, I suppose. But you know, the right makeup artist without doing any brown face could make him look rather Egyptian, I believe. Yeah, I, yeah, Adrian Brody, I think could definitely do it. I was gonna go a different route, and I was gonna do Logan Logan Lerman. Logan um, Lerman. Lerman. I only well, so he he. He was Percy Jackson in the Percy Jackson movies, oh, okay. Um, okay. but he's also in the Hunters. I really like him in the in the Hunters, uh, which is the Amazon series about the people that hunted Nazis. I don't know. Oh, wow. I just I feel like he does he he could do a good job of like looking really young, and then mm-hmm. kind of like he's also old enough you could kind of age him up a bit. So he's not kind of. I guess we're casting like from both ends. You're casting Adrian Brody, who's maybe a little too old. Too old, yeah. Logan Lerman's maybe a little bit too young, but. You know, or maybe they they both could play Joseph. <laughs> oh God, not one of those. Like some movies do that, and it's fine. But it's only like if it's a child becoming an adult. If it's like a teenager or like young right. adult becoming an older person, it's like mm, doesn't work. Mm, doesn't work. Mm, yeah, no. I agree. So, uh, so that's what we got, folks. You know, thanks for thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit as we talk about this weird story. Uh, if you have, you know any weird interactions with the story that you would like to share, you can do it on Twitter. Mm, can we just add yeah. go home Bible or um, on Instagram at go home Bible as well, or just reach out to, you know, us directly. I mean, don't be weird about it, but you know, I'm, I'm at Justin D Gentry on Twitter or is that Tori <laughs> glass. And uh, yeah, we'd love to just hear your thoughts on this weird story and yeah, share it with a friend. If they also have a weird experience with the Bible. So uh, we'll see you next week and hope it's a good one for you. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.